song they sang to me uh, among other happy birthday renditions for me yes it's my birthday in July and my girlfriend Mimi sang happy birthday to me a few times over there in Cuba but more than that she changed my life um, I've known Mimi for over a year and it's a very short time for the impact that she's had on me and my son I don't let new people into my life. I'm very careful with who is in my life, who I lend my energy to, because, you know, you, you get what you give and you want to make sure you're giving the right people. And fortunately for me, I've had good luck in choosing great friends. Mimi for my birthday decided after hearing my story about my father, that she wanted to give me the gift of going to Cuba. I was reluctant to say yes for many, many reasons. I didn't want to piss my family off here in Miami but then again, who gives a shit? Um, I didn't want to leave. I mean, my son is here. I'm dating a really good looking guy who's super tall and, um, I'm selling my house. I'm super busy. I've got a lot of events going on and it just wasn't the right time. But Mimi pulled on my heartstrings because she's such a good friend. And because deep down inside, it's one of my biggest dreams is to go to Cuba. So I said, yes. Um, this is how uh, the podcasts before this, uh, Soy Cubana and I Love Spanish, originated. Spanish. <laughs> so I do indeed love Spanish. I'll tell you why. It was my first language. And when I get upset and when I become passionate, I speak in Spanish. It's just a reflex. It so is a reflex. And that means it's in the fiber of who I am. It's in the very core of who I am speaking in Spanish. Soy Cubana till the day I die. And I'm proud, super proud. My chest puffs up, my shoulders roll back and I stand tall saying que yo soy Cubana. This podcast is going to be in Spanglish. If my father heard that, he would kill me, kick my ass. He was a perfectionist in language. So when I would speak in Spanglish, he would get really pissed off. And if he heard somebody on the radio make abortion out of language, he would die. I mean, the pronunciation of words is so beautiful, right? When I dig into my bucket of words, man, it's like artwork. You know, I love to curse. I curse every other word. But when I have to speak clearly, trust me, I'm enunciating, I'm pronouncing, and I am deliciously delivering words. That's what radio people do. And that's what my dad did. So this is my third podcast on Cuba. I know it won't be my final podcast, and uh, it's definitely going to be in Spanglish. So I understand now in my very own flesh 
what my dad did for a living. Before, as a little girl, I would say things like, Yo soy Batitiana, eh, que Fidel se muera. And it was really cute because you saw this blonde little kid walking around saying these big ass statements. And it was because I was repeating what my dad was saying. As parents, you don't really think about how your career affects your children. But in this case, man, he penetrated everything with his passion for a free Cuba. I get it now. I get what he was doing. I fully understand in my own flesh what he was doing. This place is beautiful. It's raw. It's happy. It's vibrant. And it's just a little diamond, you know. It's a little island that can have so much. The potential was huge, okay? And it's ruined. Um, it's ruined. Um, it's a catastrophe, um, all along El Malecón, all of those beautiful buildings, El Girón, El Nacional, the buildings are falling apart. But man, what a view. It's just endless ocean and the sunsets are uninhibited. So the fire red was like fire. The reds were like blood red. The purples were like my favorite purple. The colors were mind-blowing. It's uninhibited beauty but it's in ruin. So now I fully understand what he was doing. He was watching his beautiful, beautiful heritage, his country, his home fall apart. And of course, your voice changes, your demeanor changes, your fight is born. Like he really was Ali behind a microphone fighting for a free Cuba. He actually made a living doing that. Uh, He was lucky to get to New York and open his first television show in New York, and it was called El Hit Parade, Enrique de la Torre was very, very successful. Um, he had all the, you know, celebrities from Cuban and they would smoke and dance and sing and the whole thing. I was always on the show. Uh, but my parents got a divorce and my mother came to Miami to be with her parents. That's what divorced people do. They run to their parents. In my case, I got divorced and I stood by myself. Uh, my dad uh, had passed, thank God, and he didn't see the debacle of my marriage. But... I stayed by myself, but mostly, you know, the girl with her kid will run back to her parents. And in this case, my mom ran back to her parents in Miami. My father only had one child, so he came to Miami. And that's where his radio show was born. And it was called Desde Mi Torre por Enrique de la Torre. And it was on WQBA. Um, He was on CMQ. Basically, my father was on air all of his life, an award-winning journalist. Um, My mother, on the other hand was three decades younger than my dad. And when she got to Miami, it must have been so traumatic for a teenager. Imagine, I have a teenager, and I can't imagine my son having to go somewhere where he doesn't know the language, the culture, the habits, anything, even the way of dress. They used to make fun of my mom because she was poor. She didn't speak English. It was traumatic. Um, Two different types of trauma, but luckily for my father, his career was uninterrupted because his God-given gift was his career. He didn't need to have to study and get another uh, diploma. On the contrary, my dad could go anywhere and work as long as he could use his voice. Um, When I accepted the trip from Mimi, I immediately started to prepare to travel. What do you do? You call your phone company and you get the international pass or whatever that is. I called my company and I said, I am going to Cuba. Could you give me the pass? First red flag was AT&T. Tell you why. They said, we can give you an international pass to anywhere in the world except Cuba. 
I didn't slam the phone on the lady because I'm a nice person. And I also realize it's not her fault. She works for this company. But I also realized Cuba is not free at all. At all. How come AT&T can give you an international pass to anywhere in the world except Cuba? That's fucked up. First red flag. Then we got on the airplane to go to Cuba, our group, which, by the way, our group was born in yoga. Remember that because we didn't practice any yoga at all in Cuba and we're all yogis. However, we flowed beautifully. We lived yoga in Cuba. We get on the plane, this group of yogis. Guess what? There's a fire, actual fire coming out of the plane. First time ever that's ever happened to me. Second red flag going to Cuba. It was an American Airlines flight. We were delayed four hours. Of course, in the airport, we had a blast. We created yoga. Four hours after that, we land in Havana. We are picked up by a diplomatic a slew of cars and luxury vehicles. And I immediately knew we were different because it was like time stood still. It was like I was in an episode of I Love Lucy. Everyone's cars were like Ricky Ricardo. They were beautiful. Uh, pastel colors, um, Cadillacs of all sorts. It's become part of their income. But it was like time stood still, except for our diplomatic vehicles. So... We then are picked up by drivers, chauffeurs, beautiful people in great looking cars, state-of-the-art vehicles, uh, you know, with Bluetooth and TVs and luxury vehicles, and we're driven to Miramar. Miramar, for the people that have never been to Cuba, it's kind of like Journey's End or Old Cutler Estates or Coco Plum. No joke. But these, th this particular home that I stayed in was even bigger than the homes in Coco Plum. It was an embassy. So I was part of the Kuwaiti government during my stay in Cuba. Another reason that this trip uh, will give me a lifetime of memories and feelings. This home is occupied by a Shia. And he is the father of Reem the Dream, my girlfriend. So Reem the Dream is a very unique girl. She's a daughter of a diplomat. And I know I'm the daughter of an ambassador. And she was the ambassador of the Dominican Republic in Toronto. It's not an easy role. This girl, Reem, impressed me beyond belief because she has to host, you know, very important people. In this case, she was hosting us the group of yogis from Miami, Florida, um, for my birthday. Um, it was an enormous uh, undertaking, and I will forever be in the debt of Reem and Mimi for this experience. Uh, it's an experience of a lifetime. So the uh, the videos of my birthday, by the way, I will not be putting up till July because um, my birthday's in July. Anyway, um, Reem the Dream, I love you, and Mimi, well, you know that. Um, she's a diplomat. We stayed in the Kuwaiti embassy when I, okay. So breakfast is served in these, <laughs> the Kuwaiti emblem. I mean, I'm talking some, some real Muslim stuff. We were Muslims. We were protected. We shared a wall with the U S embassy. This shit was off the chain. It really was great. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, how many P United States presidents have you met? Well, I've been very fortunate and I have hung out with Bill Clinton 
and I have met uh, Joaquin Balaguer, and now I sat in the chair that Obama, Barack Obama sat in, and that was in the San Cristobal uh, restaurant in Havana, Cuba. We sat in the same chair, and we took the same picture. It's posted on my Facebook and my Twitter. I want you to check it out. It was a pretty big deal for me. Let's think about that. Let's go back in your history. Think about how many presidents you've connected with. I'm very lucky. I'm still very young, and I've connected with three. Two U.S. presidents, one Dominican president. Um, I only cried twice in Cuba. Everybody had their cameras out waiting to catch me freak out when I got off the plane, and I didn't freak out. On the contrary, I smiled. I was grateful. I did pray, and I did talk to my dad. Um, but I was happy. I was fine. There were two times that I cried during this trip, and it was when I saw the installation of El Mariel at the Museo de Arte, and it was when one of the um, servers sang happy birthday to me. He looked at me so deeply into my eyes, it broke my heart, and he was happy to do it. Because here's the funny thing about Cuba. Everybody's happy because this is how they deal with life. They accept the cards that were dealt to them as if they were the ones that were supposed to be dealt to them. And that is called gratitude. And that is why they are so happy. And that is magical. Now, the installation at the Museo, uh, it was the installation of um, El Mariel. There was one particular lunchbox, which happens to be a Disney lunchbox. Ha ha, Mickey Mouse. But here, it was a Monsters, Inc. lunchbox. My, my son was obsessed with Monsters, Inc. when he was a little boy. And um, he used to say Mikey Jink because he was a Cuban refugee. And um, this lunchbox was one of the things that was uh, rescued from a child trying to find freedom and died in the process. So the installation was of all the remnants of people dying trying to find freedom. When I saw that, I couldn't not cry. <clears throat> and it was the first installation in the building. I did cry. And if you've been checking my, my stories, it's strictly been of Cuba. I don't want to forget anything at all. Um, the second time I cried was at the restaurant when he sang Ese Lunar. Que tiene cielito lindo. I, I used to play that on the guitar and it just touched me. There's another installation in the museo that really freaked me out and that was the hurricane installation. It made me think of how lucky we are because they get hit with the same hurricanes we get hit. We're only 90 miles away, except we have Home Depot. We have um, electrical devices. We have um, duct tape. We have wood. We have water. We have everything we need. They don't. So what they do during a hurricane is stop isn't silence uncomfortable? Imagine silence for 30, 60, 90 days. That's what they live through, and they're happy. As far as trees, the only trees I saw were mango trees, and beautiful ones, by the way, and plantains. They have over 30 types of mangoes. Uh, he told me, a local that I was talking to about vegetables, that there were 13 types of avocados. I asked him if there were Haas avocados, which are the ones I buy at Whole Foods, and he looked at me like I was high. So I skipped on and talked about something else. Thank you, Chris Vicello, um, Vita Squad, and Rockwell, and Anatomy. Without you, I wouldn't have walked into El Corte de Principe, which happens to be, in my young 47 years, the best Italian food I've ever had in my life. And yep, it was in Cuba. I walked into the Bacardi building. Imagine, all of our lives, we've been friends with the Bacardis. So... 
the Bacardi family was very close to my family. Um, walking into the building, I almost died. It was beautiful. Um, it was enormous. And it happened to be right near um, a, a street called Montserrat. I live on Montserrat Street in um, in Miami. And to find out that they have a Montserrat Street over there was the coolest. Here in Coral Gables, we have headquarters for Bacardi. But it was just um, weird, you know. It was just so strange because they have so many things like us. But theirs is ruined. Their gay and transgender community is very, very strong. It's... Um, advocated by Raul Castro, which some people think is also gay. His daughter is uh, the leader in advocating this. Now, what is not popular anymore is prostitution, which is weird because after the revolution, they opened two jails just to put all the prostitutes in because Fidel did not want that associated with this country. You know, for being such a killer and a murderer and a ruthless person, Sometimes he had brilliant ideas. Sometimes he had brilliant ideas. So he cleaned the streets of hookers. So there's not traditional prostitution, but the gay and transgender community is very, very large. Um, right now, I learned that there is no president. Yes, they have a dud in the president's place with the title, but according to all the locals, Raul Castro runs all the money left in the country and the money that is um, raised by the tourism and runs the armies. So pretty much he is still the president uh, in action. The other guy is just a dud. They only have one cigarette. It's called Hollywood. And by the way, there were a couple times I, I felt I was in L.A. because the streets uh, near Miramar, oh, they were lined with these beautiful palm trees and it was so clean and so sunny it really. And that the Cadillacs everywhere, I swear I thought I was Lucille Ball. Um, they have two currencies indeed, uh, the kook and then the one for the, for the tourists. I asked what the logic was about that. And the response that I got was there is no logic at all. It's just segregation of local people and tourism, which once again confirms that communism is still very much alive. Um, best mojito I've ever had in my 47 years was in La Bodeguita del Medio. Wow. 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 And you know why? It's the mint. Now, their foods are organic because there is no money to buy pesticides or weed killers. So everything they grow is clean. The, the taste of this mint, I've never, ever tasted in my life. It was delicious. Um, they have a lot of pork there and the pork uh, is the pigs are fed human food it was outstanding chickens two chickens per month per human are allowed luckily like i said i was in the embassy and there they get pretty much whatever they want they have to work a little hard and do a little maneuvering but they get what we get but they're diplomats you know how many diplomats there are very few um the Meats are not so good. The fruits are not so rampant like I thought they would be. Um, you know what would be a good idea for anyone wanting to invest in Cuba is fitness. And I'll tell you why it's missing. There is no fitness. Um, there are no gyms. There are no greens. Um, there's no cold-pressed juice. I walked into the pharmacy and the supermarkets just because I'm hard-headed. 
and I realized uh, there's five items in the pharmacy. And actually, I was impressed to find out that they did indeed have spirulina. Almost fell off my chair when I, I was like, why would you have spirulina? But they don't have chickens. It didn't really make sense. But then again, a lot of what I saw didn't make sense. I was in a, in a rooftop bar with my friends, my yogi friends, right before we went dancing. And I looked out from the rooftop. And I saw, and I'll put it up on my story, the, the pictures I'm putting up, I'm getting all kinds of questions on, but it felt like I was standing in Harrods in London at night, which was beautiful, and then right outside of that, India, which is not beautiful, right? So it's like an oxymoron. It, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. So I also learned from the locals that instead of maintaining and uh, keeping the integrity of the beauty of the buildings, they would actually like to let them ruin and just start new buildings. I did see a lot of new buildings, modern buildings, halfway done and just abandoned. You know, So obviously they're running out of money and they'd rather build new than restore and maintain. As far as artwork and the integrity of the artists back in the day, 1950s, um, the only evidence I saw was in the museum and it was Wilfredo Lamb. He had pretty much a top floor. Now, if you know Miami art, you know that Lamb is a top seller. And Puerto Carrero, I did see some original pieces, maybe five. That's it. I didn't see Mijares. I didn't see Cundo Bermudez. I did see a couple of Guillén, but it was interesting. The ones we have in Miami, they're, they're not there anymore. There's a whole bunch of new art. Thought it was a bit morbid really, but the museum itself was very well kept. So I was glad about that. This tiny vacation will last me a whole lifetime. I probably won't stop talking about this. Uh, ever since I got here, I've been interrogated by people and I've been very careful writing down all the information I wanted to share with you guys, because I want you, I want all your questions answered on the podcast. So I don't have to do it in person every five minutes. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, when you're going to die, I know because I've seen a couple of people die that I absolutely loved and their memories are of their most incredible times. There was one minute where Tony and Henry and I were on the Malecon in this red Cadillac with Raudel was his name, the driver. Very good looking guy, very handsome. Um, <laughs> and it started to rain and the top was down and I looked back and we just laughed. That's one of the moments that's going to flash right before I die. It was a moment that was beautiful. It really was. I was connected to the earth. I was connected to people I love. It was free. It was beautiful. Coney Island, I saw it. My grandmother had told me a lot about that, but it was purchased by Chinese people and it's falling apart. As far as the music, I did go dancing. I danced so much that I sweat. I was like five cardio classes. I love to dance and those people can dance. We, They have like um a really weird kind of music. I expected to hear a lot more Celia Cruz, La Vida es un Carnaval, Willy Chirino, um, the Estefans, Miami Sound Machine. I didn't hear any of that. What I did hear was Madonna and Michael Jackson and even Tina Turner, which they're timeless, but it was kind of weird. No real local music. I was um, fortunate enough to hear the song Represent by Orisha. If you don't know that song, I want you to download it right away after you hear this podcast and listen to the words. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what Cuba is. And it's got a great beat and I love it. And now I memorized it and, you know, now it's, you know, replay in my, and I have a bad habit of replaying good music. 
They have their own Winwood. This Winwood is very different than our Winwood. It's handmade, literally handmade. It's breathtaking. I mean, that's when you see talent. They turn trash into treasure, and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. So they have their very own Winwood. If you are fortunate enough, y tienes la buena suerte de, de poder llegar a la isla de Cuba, go to their Winwood. It's amazing. Y que viva Chango. Saca los collares que llegó Chango. It was unbelievable. So then um, I went to the place where Fidel gave his speeches. I got to tell you, I was a little bit um, impressed with the magnitude of importance he gave to, it was, it was even bigger than what our presidents are used to. The entire city was turned down, shut down, forced to listen to him, to the indoctrination. Um, what I did realize is that decoration are little bird cages throughout the entire city of little birds. And you know what? They were healthy and they were singing and it was beautiful. That one's in my story today. What I don't understand is what they feed these birds because they were like fat and healthy and in very good shape. Um, also, there were statues of lions throughout the entire city. Um, I was in Havana the whole time. So I can't help but think he was so narcissistic, that murderer, that um, he was a Leo. And for people that are Leos, you know that the lion represents a lot, right? And if you understand horoscope, you know that it's a very royal, it's a very regal animal. Throughout the entire city, there's lions. I can't help but think he did that because everything was intentionally done for him. The image of Che and Fidel worth everywhere, on everything, on buildings that were enormous, um, they've become pop icons. Now, some people would say they're murderers, but they've become pop icons, like for sale on ashtrays, for sale on T-shirts. I mean, I see the Che all over the, the, all over the United States on, on, I mean, very expensive places. Not Fidel so much because that would be complete blasphemy. He really was a murderer. I see democracy trying to, to be born. I see people trying to break chains. I also think that uh, U.S. tourism is helping them because it's giving them presence. It's giving them an example of what they should be living instead of what they are living. And what happens is the real revolution. And I, I do see it happening in my lifetime. Um... I understand now that as an adult, to get respect, you have to give it. These people were disrespected and raped of human rights, and they are still happy. They are still grateful. And I guess that's the best weapon of them all. It's human injustice what happened in Cuba. Remember, go to www um, to understand what I'm saying because I, I can't do this all on podcast. It would have to be an audio book, which gets kind of boring, although my voice is very nice, so I hear. And um, it's I try not to speak about politics. Another thing that my dad taught me was never to tell anyone who you vote for and never to talk about politics. On both counts, I agree with him. Um, pretty much I agree with him on everything, but he specifically told me never to speak about politics, and I never do. I walk out, I, I never give my opinion because at the end of the day, what matters is your vote, not your bullshit. So I definitely, the only politics ever spoken on this podcast is about Cuba because it's what means something to me. Um, in my very core, 
uh, of course I'm American and of course I vote, but this, this is something else. This is a whole other level of treason. Um, he always did teach me though, to fight for what I believed in and the way he fought was with his voice. And I guess I'm going to do that from now on like him, but different than him. Okay. Because, uh, he got bomb threats and he really pissed a lot of people off and it was tough fighting for Cuba back in the day. It's not tough now because now we have a different, and Fidel's dead, you know, and, uh, we have a different way of thinking. We did see his destruction and it wasn't great. Communism as a theory is beautiful, but it wasn't honored in the case of Cuba. But I do believe that fighting for what you believe in is necessary. Staying quiet when you are not in agreement is, is, is just not effective. Speaking up is what changes things. Uh, I think in conversation, wars can be solved. Somehow, it just doesn't happen to poor Cuba. Finally, Barack Obama, which I sat in his chair, by the way, um, helped ease the problem in Cuba. And... I also believe in a free Cuba. I think it, it has to be done, and I think it's long overdue. I think the freedom of speech and choice is our God-given right, and they still don't have it. That's why it's important to say the right things and make the right choices. But what's so funny is that the day I came back, our president, Donald Trump, started to uh, create sanctions again. So, A, I was lucky I could make it back to Cuba, um, B, what is that man thinking? I mean, are we regressing? What is happening here? Um, but I was fortunate because see already it's getting tougher to go back to Cuba. So I'm glad that Mimi did what she did. And I'm glad that the universe knows what it's doing. It, it really is a higher power because had I not gone now, there is a chance that I would not go. Um, when I came back, I was held in border patrol for absolutely no reason for three hours. Okay. No reason at all. I don't know what it is about Cuba that from beginning to end, it's an obstacle. It's almost like, uh, having a relationship. <laughs> you guys know, um, having a relationship isn't easy. So much trouble, you know, to keep a relationship, but in the end it's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. I got my bill. I got my bill. And for a total of 15 minutes of airtime, it cost me $353. I mean, I have a son. I needed to speak to him. So imagine how many obstacles we had to go through to go to Cuba for a short time, fortunate enough to stay at, a, at an embassy where we had all of the comforts and still it was an obstacle. Yoga brought this group together and we lived yoga over there. We did not flow physically, but man, did we ever live yoga? It was hard. I felt guilt, but I also am very happy and so grateful that I got the opportunity to meet Cuba. My girlfriend, Ashley from Nouveau U sent me a, a book that she thinks I will love. And I'm going to suggest it to you guys because I really just, I read the description of it and I was like, you know what? This is going to be a good read. And it's not just a, it's not a very long read either. And it's called next year in Havana. I have high hopes like that song, high hopes, um, for Havana. I think it'll be in my lifetime. And I just wanted to take one more opportunity to thank Mimi and Reem for making this dream 
of mine come true. And if I died tomorrow, I die a happy woman because of you guys. Thank you so much. So in the month of June, now that I'm back in Miami, I wanted to let you know what I'm doing. I'm going to the Marlins. I'm going to Disney World. I will be at the Propel event 20 and 21 at the Faena. I wanted to take a moment for anyone who's listening to pray for my, one of the people I love the most in this world because he needs your prayers right now. And that's for Grant. Um, we did. I love you. I love you. And I am with you. Gianna is having a birthday this month and I can't wait to hug you little lady. I'm going to go to top golf. Why? Cause I, I need to be humbled. That's why. Plus I'm dating this new man. He's a golfer. And, um, I don't know what I do without lunchology. Lunchology for me is a constant and I didn't get to take it cause you can't take food. You can take dry foods and stuff, but I wish I could have taken Lunchology to Cuba. But I did indeed take Purium, all my powders, all my vitamins, all my stuff. And I, I really just about traveling with that stuff. And it, it just, it makes everything better because it gives you the balance that you need from the inside out. So thank you, Purium, for being in my pocket at all times. H&H Jewels provided uh, beautiful jewelry, not expensive jewelry, for me to look female over there because, God, is it ever hot over there. Oof. We think it's hot in Miami. It's very hot in Cuba. So caliente. Uh, thank you, H&H. Shop Splash. The entire trip I was dressed in Shop Splash. But more than that, this time I got vitamin patches. They're called Vitox, and they're patches full of chock full of great vitamins, which kept me hydrated, kept me healthy. Thank you, Shop Splash. Um, Tara, if you're listening to this, I wanted to tell you something. God bless you. My best friend, Tara, my son's godmother, my roommate from Canada, was diagnosed with cancer. And guess what? After a grueling two weeks of fear, we found out that the lesion was not a lesion at all and that she is cancer-free. So basically, she was given a get-out-of-life card, (laughs) a get-new-life card. It's a blessing, and I'm so happy. Before I left, the day before I left, I was coaching at Miami Magazine. Thank you, Miami Magazine, for having me. Your culture is very strong, and that is why Ocean Drive, Modern Luxury, and Miami Magazine are so strong. I am at your service. Thank you, Vibe Hydration, for coming and hydrating the people at Miami Magazine. Where would we be without hydration? July. Get ready. You know I radiate big. You know I celebrate the entire month, and Actually, I really did start my birthday exactly two months before my actual birthday in Cuba, in Cuba. But in July of 2019, guess who's coming? Every man in the world's best, best dream. Sports Illustrated for Swim Week again. Last year, Swim Week, I was very involved, but this year, it's more so. Get ready, Miami. I'm going to host Swim Week with Sports Illustrated. That'll be uh, July 12, 13, 14, 15. And guess who's hosting? Me. And then finally, the most important thing of this podcast is if you have the opportunity to do something, do it. Life is short. Make sure you love the people that love you ridiculous amounts, okay? And the people that don't love you, dismiss them. Walk away. Sing like the birds in Cuba and be happy. One last thing. He gave you a chango. I got him. I got my favorite sponsor. They're all my favorite sponsor, but this one's open for life. I'm so fresh, fresh to death. Here in the 305, there's a place called Hugo Fresh, where we drink mad juice. They've got the right medicina for you. It's where the vida is. 
homegrown, local love, community members, and just downright outrageous. They're paddleboarders, they're yogis, they're very LA, very New York, and now they're my sponsors with various locations throughout South Florida. www.hugofresh.com. They're open for life. Do you want to feel great, look better, and actually live the part? Well, the answer is in ishoppurium.com. That's ishop, P-U-R-I-U-M.com. And I'm your code. I'm your coupon, Revite 10. It's time for a real food revolution. And actually, it pays to be healthy. There is no question you are what you eat. At least the people in LunchologyMiami.com believe that. They are Miami's boutique health food company delivering delicious prepared meals to keep you, your family, and your workplace focused on what matters. And that's a healthy lifestyle. Shop through their ocean lovers, meat lovers, plant lovers menu. Decide whether you want three, four, five days of healthy meals or once or twice daily. I believe I am what I eat and I only eat the best. LunchologyMiami.com Did you like me? Did you hate me? Tell me why. You can find me on www.atreve-t.com. That means to dare. Thank you for listening to the Magda Lopez podcast. I'm Revite on Instagram, Atrevete on Facebook, and underscore Revite on Twitter. I'm everywhere. Find me.